Hey everyone, welcome to Trust the Trail. We are your outdoor guides, Ariane Petrucci and Scott Jans. This is episode 87, Dehydration in Winter. We are now on Patreon.com. If you'd like to support Trust the Trail podcast, please check out our Patreon.com forward slash Trust the Trail page. Starting in January, we are now sharing even more podcasts, more video for our patrons. We would love for you to be a part of our Patreon community. Plus, you can receive our podcast early before it hits iTunes or any of the other podcatchers. This podcast was inspired by one of our own listeners and Facebook group members who raised a question about staying hydrated in winter, particularly in freezing temperatures. On this episode, we break down a myth that cold weather hiking means you can drink less, explaining your body's performance and tricking you to think just that. We will share tips on how to stay hydrated while hiking or backpacking when the temps dramatically drop. And by the way, you can always join in on our discussion on our Facebook group page. Just go to facebook.com forward slash groups forward slash trust the trail podcast and join our podcast family. Come hang with us and be part of our community. Absolutely. You did a, you did a great job. <laughs> did I think that was your best. It might have been. You didn't hack up along either. I know. I'm very proud of I'm, you. I'm, I'm getting better. <laughs> Speaking of like winter hiking, no, but did you know that you risk dehydration even more in winter. And this whole topic was inspired because of one of our own listeners, Jessica Modern, I believe is how it's pronounced. Um, she posed a question about hiking in the cold and she was doing a six mile freezing rain hike, I believe with her children and didn't want to drink any water. And the curiosity came up, well, how can I stay hydrated? And right. it sparked a lot of, a lot of conversation. Everybody's posts on Facebook tend to spark our, you know, dinner conversations. Oh yeah, absolutely. That's <laughs> it's why a lot I love of fun. it. That's, that's what I love about that group. It's yeah. a great group. <clears throat> Best thing we ever did. Yeah. So yeah, that got the uh, got us to thinking about. You know, we we've never really talked about that, and that's. You know, we're surprised we haven't talked about it because it's so common. They they teach that in wilderness first aid. So this week, while we were both hacking up lungs, and um, still getting over this wretched sickness. Yeah, and thank you for the bronchitis gift that keeps on giving. I appreciate that. (laughs) So Ariana and I both, if you could have heard us when we were waking up in the morning, it 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 was not pretty. It wasn't a pretty sound. <laughs> Our dogs were a little frightened. They're like, what is going on with you two? Should I start looking for different owners? <laughs> Are you guys going to make it? Um, so it was pretty radically, um, yeah, I mean, I had to get on antibiotics. Yeah. That's how it bad rough. it was. You know, speaking of, this is really funny that we're doing this podcast and yet we're talking about dehydration in winter and it is winter and... It never fails. Our dogs always get up while we're doing this podcast and want to drink from their water bottle. Yeah. And I feel really bad, particularly on this podcast, because we are... So we have to pick up the water bowls, otherwise they will, you know, slurp up loads of water during this podcast. And then, of course, you guys will be listening in on that. And so I feel really bad, in particular, right now, saying, oh, I'm sorry, dogs, we're going to... You cannot drink water during this this particular episode. <laughs> Dino and Cal, we're doing a show on dehydration. 
we will limit your water intake for the rest <laughs> of the show. Thanks for listening. As they both give us dirty looks. Like, they, we've heard you guys hack all week. Now you're denying water. Um, but yeah, it's a great topic. And, um, you know, I know for myself, um, I went up to the, I went to, went up to the UP to do winter snowshoeing. And I, I was going to do a three day uh, snowshoeing trip, backpacking trip and cabin trip. And, you know, I knew a storm was coming in, but they underestimated the amount of snowfall, really the amount of uh, winter storm that was going to be. So I went up there and I not only did I get trapped um, outside of Marquette, um, out by Presque Isle um, and in that area, but it was, I think that day I got there, it was around maybe... 35 37 degrees and that night when i woke up um it was i it was probably zero we had a, a really strong windshield windshield everything frozen and i got about like you know 12 13 inches of snow but i was so excited mm-hmm. because i was gonna go snowshoeing that day and i was gonna do a lot of snowshoeing so i get my snowshoes on i'm all excited i'm ready to go and you know the adrenaline's pumping and so I get out there, I start snowshoeing, and I'm snowshoeing, and you know, you you forget that, um, you know, how much exercise, how much, you know, uh, physical, uh, amount of physical work snow snowshoeing takes, even any winter sport. Right, right. And so I'm going, I'm going, going, and I bet you I did. I was like maybe seven, eight miles, and I stopped. It was cold. It was beautiful. I mean, the snow and the trees, and I felt like fainting. Yeah. I got really super lightheaded, and it had dawned on me, not only did I not drink water, I forgot to drink water. It never even occurred to me that I was thirsty. Right, right. And it was just a really, it, it was kind of scary, because I was out there, I'm like, wow, I'm really super lightheaded, lightheaded. and I still had about another maybe two and a half, three miles back to where I was going to spend the night. And so, um, and, and when uh, we saw that on our Facebook page, you're like, yeah, it's really super important that we do a podcast on this. Absolutely, because I think the, the perception of what your body, what your body is actually doing um, adds that layer of perception. But because you're cold, you're not interested in drinking. And it's, it's very, very easy to dehydrate, particularly in winter, particularly when the temperatures drop to the point where you are just flat out uninterested. Plus, you know, and, you have you know, you're excited to make snow angels. <laughs> so, you know, when that excitement happens, you gotta drop and you gotta do a snow angel. You know, yeah. who's thinking about, you know, like hydrating when there's snow angels to be made? <laughs> snow angels. Is, I was thinking more like a snowball fight. Oh, yeah. Epic that, snowball fight. That, absolutely. That would have been more my style. Absolutely. But snow angels, I can see that. Well, you've done a lot of winter backpacking and hiking before. I have. I've done I've done snowshoeing, snow skiing, uh, snow hiking, um, ice climbing. Um, I've done an enormous amount of winter-related activities. I absolutely love it. And every single time I go out there, I still forget to hydrate the, the I, I would say, the way in which my body needs to replenish. 
every time. And, and I, and I tell myself and I convince myself, you need to drink, you need to drink, but there's the desire is just simply not there. And a lot of it has to do with your body's functions and what it's doing. Well, ice climbing's got to be weird too because you're you're right. You're face to face with ice, right? With well, frozen you don't H2O. Lick it. Right? You know you can't. If you watched um, Christmas Story, you know what happens when you stick your tongue on the pole. It's I, the same um, thing with ice. So you know you can't do that. And then of course. <laughs> The opposite happens when you're ice climbing. It can either be, you know, like, I can't touch the ice, so I'll stick to it and become like Velcro. <laughs> and then the other point is, is that if it's profusely melting, that's, you're not really thinking of, you know, drinking. You're probably thinking, no, you're oh, like, dear God, I'm going to go down. I so. actually, I was in the UP of Michigan and I was on an ice climbing route and uh, the inside, it was, it was pretty epic. The, the inside of this, um ice sheet was melting and it, you could hear the water just rushing down and I was like hmm wondering exactly how secure this really is um I should have just broken through and drinking some water but um like I said your body is tricking you into believing that it's not it's not necessary for you to drink water and you know I gotta face it to you Jessica there's a reason why you didn't want drink water out there yeah absolutely but it, it, it it's funny that before you and i even met before we knew each other you and i both ran up to the up for some epic winter stuff to you know dehydrate I mean? ourselves yeah right right <laughs> to absolutely go out there so that's kind of cool um okay so let's kind of get into the whole uh with a whole reason why and it's fascinating because you're well, I guess there's no there's no better way to put it. Sometimes your body just outright lies to you. It, you know, we don't we we don't think of our body being a liar, <laughs> but it the body actually will lie to you, and so this is uh, this is why. And so this I took out of performancehealthcenter.com. Performancehealthcenter.com. They really um, had the best explanation I found in layman's terms of, of why and how your body is um, is lying to you sometimes. And this is exactly to the point of why um, of why this happened um, on our Facebook question. This is exact exactly why. Okay, so in cold weather, the body's thirst response is just diminished up to 40%. That's a lot. That's your your thirst diminishes by forty percent, even when you're already dehydrated. This happens because our blood vessels constrict when we're cold to prevent blood from flowing freely to the extremities. This enables the body to conserve heat by drawing more blood to its core. Maintaining the body's core becomes more important than fluid balance. But because of this, the body is fooled into thinking it's properly hydrated. Wow. Your body's a trickster. <laughs> you know, science has always fascinated me from the get-go. But understanding how the body is functioning to protect itself, in a sense, it really does perhaps help me think okay now i need to drink even more i need to force 
myself even more in winter to drink. I mean, we're here in a cozy apartment and yet it's winter and I'm less apt to drink in general. Well, I think it's just because of the dryness of the um, of the air also. But it, it's amazing to me that your body, you know, I've done so many talks and I've done videos, I've done, I've written articles about it. Your body is a piece of gear. Um, if, if anything yeah. that anybody ever learns about backpacking is that your body is a piece of gear. And once you really get in tune with your body, you can use your body as a piece of gear. And one of the things that we know is that your body is a survivor, man. It, it's going to survive despite you. And in winter, that's one of the things that it does. And that's a whole different podcast on how to stay warm in winter, but how to stay hydrated in winter is your body is saying, hey, man, it's cold. Baby, it's cold outside. <laughs> that's what your body's saying. <laughs> and it starts, it starts like sounding the horn, you know, like, you know, like well, an alert. A, yeah, exactly. And it's like, take the warmth from your fingers. And then when you're hiking, you're like, man, my fingers are cold. You know why? Because your body is trying to save itself. Well, it's, it's, it's going putting... into survival mode in a sense. It's saying, okay, I'm at the point where I need to start protecting myself. I need to start protecting... Despite where you want to go. Despite your backpacking plans. The body's really selfish. I know, it really is. <laughs> and so it starts It starts taking... Um, starts taking you know, blood away from your toes and from your fingers. And so it's going to your core. What's Where's your core? It's the middle part of your body because that's really where all your blood is. That's the bulk of where all your blood flows through. And so it, it it's, it's a priority for your body to keep it heated, which means um, maintain the body's core temperature becomes more important than fluid balance. But because of this, the body is fooled into thinking it's properly hydrated. Here's the important part. Thus, in cold weather, we are less likely to drink water due to diminished thirst. And additionally, our kidneys are signaled by regulating hormones like they are normally are to conserve water. And therefore, and here's big, here's the big asterisk, urine production increases. So that's a double whammy. Not only is your body saying, hey, I'm cold. Your kidneys are saying, yeah, but you know, I mean, you know, my bladder is saying, well, I got to keep this fluid at, you know, my body's core temperature. Right. And I'm, I'm letting it go. If you're not going to send heat down to me. <laughs> I am not putting in all this I, effort to warm this to... For the money I'm making, <laughs> I refuse to keep the urine at my body's core temperature. There's no, te there's no teamwork in this no. point. <laughs> open the dam! And he, he sends the, the workers to open up the dam. And so not only are you is your body saying, hey, I'm going to take blood away from your... I'm going to take... Your, your fingers, your toes, your, your toes are going to warm, but I'm going to make you urinate more. So now that's a double dehydration whammy. That's a double dehydration whammy because you're not thirsty. Your body's tricking you because it's trying to keep warm. And your bladder is releasing urine so it doesn't have to maintain the energy of keeping your urine warm. 
And so that is the big thing. That's why you weren't thirsty. That's why people that are hiking in winter, you know, especially on long hikes, you know, you'll pee more, you know, and you're not as thirsty. And that's usually a huge, huge red flag. If you haven't, if you're hiking and you haven't drank water and you're like, you know, I haven't drank water. That's the moment to start drinking water because your body is is tricking you it's not telling you the truth and that's why you see so many people that in the winter that get hypothermia well you rip more, off all their clothes yeah, yeah because their body is tricking them into into thinking you know hey you know where i'm you i'm know, warm i'm warm yeah and so there's some there's some tricks your body does in the winter folks and that's that's the key um producing more sweat than usual yet this is increased per, perspe, uh, perspiration evaporates quickly in the cold air. So we often don't even realize we're sweating. So that's the other thing too. What, what do you do when you hike in wintertime? You have layers. You put more clothes on. Well, in the summertime, it's easy to know if you're sweating, right? But in the wintertime, you got, you know, maybe, you know, you're using the three-layer system. Maybe you got your wicking shirt on. That's wicking moisture. You know, you're taking on and off your jacket. You're air drying. You're putting it on. You're blah, blah, blah. And so, you know, you forget your your perspirate, your, your, your sweating. And so that in and of itself is another way not to know how much you're actually producing vapor, you know, how much you're actually letting water out of your body. Right. In cold weather, we lose more fluids through respiratory water loss. Respiratory water loss. Ariana and I know a lot about that this week because we have... <laughs> We have hacked up both of our lungs. So we know a lot about respiratory, respiratory water loss. Um, not, not, <laughs> Lots not, of sanity. Yeah, not, not to mention, it's, they're probably infected. Um, so yet this, uh, let's see, uh, when, it is, when it's cold enough that you can see your own breath, you are seeing water vapor that your body is losing with each exhale. The colder the temperature, the more fluids you lose when you breathe. Which is funny because, you know, when you're out there, you're... <sighs> oh, I know. It's always that first yeah. that first look, look blow of the season when you're breath. like, oh, my God, I can see my breath. I can see my breath. <gasps> That's bad, bad, bad. <laughs> um, you know, it's fun. You know, we're joking around. But, but really, you are actually... You're losing more hydration. Yeah, you're losing... So now you're paying more, right? <laughs> now you're not drinking water. And you're going, look... <sighs> Look at my breath, you know, and so you're doomed, you know, you already, you're already on your way to dehydration. Um, so super, super important to try to keep the vapor in. Um, it, and it's even worse in higher elevations. Yeah. So the higher you go, the drier the air is. And so the drier the air is, the less you're actually bringing in to your body. So it's just, it's kind of a vicious circle um, when you become, when you become dehydrated. The problem with becoming dehydrated is this, is that your body is only going to retain 20% of the water that you drink. So when you're dehydrated, you cannot rehydrate right away. It's not going to be like, oh, I'm going to drink a liter of water and I'm good to go. It doesn't really work that way. If you drink a liter of water, your body is only absorbing 20% of that and you're going to pee the rest of it out. So it's, it's super important to understand the hydration process when you become dehydrated. The best way to prevent, well, the best way, well, the best way to prevent dehydration, 
dehydration is to prevent dehydration. I mean, I mean, there's no, you know, there's no magic pills. For it's so that. simple. It's mathematics. so simple. <laughs> well, I mean, dehydration ultimately can lead to bigger issues. Um, you know, you have loss of energy so you don't have the ability to exert as much energy as you need um, it can cause muscle cramping it can cause disorientation it can cause a lot of physical problems that become extremely problematic in the sport that you're doing whether it's snowshoeing or ice climbing or just simply hiking or backpacking and so there is a level of 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 learning the whys and what's happening with your body so that you can counterbalance that with, oh, okay, now that I understand this concept, now I know how to combat what's actually happening versus just simply saying, I'm just not thirsty. Right, right. And, and, and that's a big red flag. I mean, if you're hiking in winter and, you, and you're not drinking water, that's already a red flag to dehydration. You know, you're already on that road. So we want to give some tips on how to hydrate, you know, how to, how to make sure when you're going out there that you're going to, you're going to stay hydrated or give yourself a better than average chance not to get dehydrated. Myth number one. Myth number one. Alcohol keeps you warm. That's a huge, gigantic myth. <laughs> I'm sorry. I apologize for all the teetote whiskey drinkers out there. I am extremely, extremely sorry. But having a nip of whiskey or scotch or bourbon out on the trail at night and say, hey, here's a nip to keep your bones warm <laughs> is not true. But it tastes great. It tastes awesome. <laughs> and psychologically, sometimes you don't care. Maybe that's, you know, you know, it's, I mean, you're I'm taking a shot of whiskey. Exactly. Exactly. But for every sip of whiskey, you might want to have a sip of water. Well, absolutely. It's balanced. Yeah, absolutely. So if you take a shot of whiskey, you got to take a shot of water. And that's the only way to even Steven out the, you know, the you know, the effects of the alcohol because alcohol and caffeine is really kind of like a, a diuretic. It's going to dehydrate you just on those, uh, those principles alone. And so a lot of times, you know, I see, I mean, I've been to like some big Southern hoedowns, uh, where it's cold and, you know, thank God we were all kind of camping. We weren't really backpacking and, you know, people are drinking the whiskey and they get up in the morning and they're like, man, I was cold last night. Well, you know, you're cold because your blood vessels have constricted to like, you know, nothing. There's no blood going anywhere. So that's the one thing you got to understand is that if you're going to go out in the wintertime and you're going to go backpacking and someone passes around the flask, just drink some water afterwards. That's all we're saying. Yeah. I'm partaking of whiskey. Oh, yeah, yeah. I'm going to do a shot. Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> um, and the other thing, too, is electrolytes. So electrolytes don't get talked a lot about in the wintertime because it's such a summer thing. Oh, like drink, you know, eat electrolytes. But as I mentioned on our Facebook post is that it's super important in the winter, too. So it's just not always water. It's not always water. It's fueling your body with the right type of... Um, the foods that are going to power you through a good snowshoe or a good backpacking trip through 
six, seven inches of snow. And I'm telling you, when it gets that much of snow and you're backpacking, it doubles the amount of effort. Absolutely. Yeah. So, I mean, we're talking a lot about diet. <coughs> it's Snacks are a great way to continue to stay hydrated. When you're not really interested in drinking water or, you know, consuming something that's going to, like, replenish what your body needs, snacking is a great substitute because there's everybody loves a snack on the trail. So think about snacks that are high in electrolytes. You know, banana chips are a very popular oh, one. <coughs> very, very high in electrolytes. Um, you know, veggie chips, that kind of thing. Those can crush pretty easy. Uh, there are a lot of things. Pickles, everybody knows I'm a pickle fan. High, high, high sources Even of electrolytes. Even a frozen pickle pop. You exactly. know, if your pickle pop freezes, it's good to go. Right. That's the benefit of It does of not the taste pop. as good. No, it doesn't. But we are talking about, um, <coughs> we are talking about, you know, electrolytes in food to be able to balance out the hydration level that you need. And so, like you said, yes, another myth, just, just drink water. Just drink water. It's as easy as that. Um, before, after, during. Um, you know, drink a lot more before you go. While you're in the car, you're warm, you're not cold yet, start downing that, that hydration level. Well, we usually use, I mean, we, we will lose about two quarts of water via evaporation just from our lungs a day. Just breathing. We're losing two quarts of water. Think about that. That's a lot. That's a lot. If you're not replenishing that, I mean, it's just two quarts of water, you're just putting out and that's why and that is why your sleeping bag is wet when you wake up in the morning when you put your head inside your sleeping bag in the winter yeah. so think about two quarts inside your tent right that's condensation that's like splashing two quarts of water inside your tent and people are like why is my tent wet it's because you're putting air in your you're putting water in your tent um, when we breathe the bodies humidify the dry air and it has to heat up to our bodies temperature that's why again when you you know when you breathe out you see water vapor you see fog you see you see your breath you're like look at my breath <laughs> <laughs> so you know so you you just by breathing you're exhaling water vapor um and like Harian said drink if you're gonna go <coughs> if you're gonna go backpacking or hiking in the winter Drink at least a liter of water four or three to four hours before you hit the trail. You're going to really, really help your body um, stay hydrated for sure. Remember, 20% your body retains. Um, yeah. Um, so I, so. And you, with, you bring electrolyte tablets. I don't do. You? And so there is another myth that drinking water alone is going to replenish your needs for hydration. And you've heard us say this before. There's so much information out there in regards to balances. So water makes up between 50 and 60% of your body. Your human body is consisting of 50 to 60% of water. 70% comes directly out of your muscles, your heart, your brain. This is all very 
very important functioning units of your body. So this proves how important hydration is. Without proper levels of hydration, and it's not just water, your body starts to malfunction. And that's where you come into the performance issues. And that's why you can get sick, um, so on and so forth. Um, and it, it only takes 1% of fluid loss of your body weight. So 1% of your total body weight of fluid loss for you to become dehydrated, for the dehydration process to begin. Um, and so... That doesn't take much. It, it's not that much for you mm. to become dehydrated. And the more you exert, the harder it is for you to maintain that hydration level. So like I said, it's not just in drinking water, although that's imperative, but it's also in the electrolyte balance. So your body is, it has a combination of, you know, different salts and minerals that all bleed into the idea of hydration. It's not just liquid form alone. And that's where electrolyte tablets come in. And that's why I love to bring electrolyte tablets any time of the year. It can make or break your hike, particularly used most popular in summertime, but I encourage you to really look at them in winter. Um, and which ones do you use? Do you I, remember? Yeah, it's the it's the numb electrolytes, I believe it is. Okay. Um, but I've tried a couple out there. There's so many different. There's so many different options out on the the market. I just I I tend to go with what is most accessible. I helped a guy. Um, he was dehydrated. And I gave him one of your tablets. Yeah. When the yeah. paramedics came, and we were all around him, and he was, he went down. He fainted, mm -hmm. and he was it was because he was dehydrated. And we gave them one of your tablets. Yeah. Put in water. It dissolves. And man, that and is like works. pure electrolytes right into your blood system. And it works really, really well. So it's not just replenishing the lost fluids, but you have to replenish. Your body alone cannot absorb just water. Um, if it does, you're taking on a more diluted or saturated levels of um, Well, you can intake. get water poisoning. And you can get water poisoning. Yeah. And it's true. It's because there is a balance... And it includes sodium, potassium, magnesium, calcium, all sorts of salts and minerals. And all of those are in conjunction with a balance that become a proper fluid balance for hydration levels. And, you know, I experienced this recently with my mom. My mom was recently hospitalized and now probably two months ago. Yeah. And she had a major proper imbalance and it was causing... A whole laundry list of other issues due to it um, and so it's about hydrating properly and those those hydration tablets um, can become um, part of it so it's not just don't go for those sport drinks it's not a proper balance of intake don't go to just straight up water um, it's a perfect balance of all the minerals you know the the the, the sodium intake um, the um, electrolytes and the fluid um, and that's really important and that helps in turn regulate your body temperatures so I always carry them with me your I, body's pretty complicated it's very complicated but it if you learn how to read it it really does that's it tells a, you everything you need and pe people are like I just wanted to hear the crunching snow underneath my boots <laughs> so something I do in winter is I always it's bring, so complicated so Scott and I always we bring an emergency meal uh, with us um, kind of like a 
a very, very lightweight extra meal just in case. And it's, it almost weighs nothing. Um, I like to carry little soup packets. Yeah. And while it's not actually going to be a great meal, in wintertime, it can be an addition to a meal. It doesn't fill you up. It doesn't really offer you a lot of what you need. But it definitely rebuilds that sodium intake, and it, and it keeps you warm, and it's a forced way of getting a, a better balance of hydration in your, in your body. Yeah, absolutely. I, that's one of my go-tos in winter. So right now I can hear the questions coming saying, but Scott in Ariane. If you're hiking in freezing temps or backpacking in freezing temps, my water will freeze. How can I stay hydrated when my water is frozen? <laughs> well, that's a good question. The answer is you got to keep your water not frozen. So <laughs> prevention. Prevention is the, key. is the key. So when it's in your, if you're using a Camelback on a day hike, or you're using a Platy in a backpacking situation then you're going to be fine as long as your your camelback or your platy is in your backpack it's when you take it out and camp that is the problem and so when you're hiking of course blow the water back into your camelback and platy from your mouthpiece blow the water back in there so the water is not sitting in the tube the intake tube while you're hiking. I can't tell you how many times my water bit or my mouthpiece has frozen. A hundred times probably. Now, you know, I'll probably forget next weekend, but that's <laughs> what you want to do. You want the mouthpiece, um, you can kind of put that in your mouth and warm that up pretty fast. But the hose is a real pain in the butt to unfreeze and it could break on you. So always blow the water back. When you're camping or you're backpacking, this is what I have found to be a pretty good solution and it's a great do-it-yourself project. So you can either use, um, you can use uh, some sort of uh, insulation, but what I do is I buy a cheap insulated grocery bag. Cheap. You can buy these things online for buck fifty. You can buy them at Walmart. Um, and you're going to order them. They're all over the place. They are all over the place. But they're insulated grocery bags with a handle. And so what I do is I stick my platy in there and I cut it to shape. I cut the bag, but I leave the handles. I leave the handles there. And then I will just, once I cut the side of it, I'll either duct tape it or I'll sew it back up. And now I have a nice little cozy for my platypus. Nice little cozy. Now if I'm going to be backpacking and it's going to be like 0 to 15 degrees and I know that water is going to freeze, I get regular hand warmers. The Graver hand warmers, foot warmers, doesn't make any difference. Usually the hand warmers work the best and I'll maybe I'll take like three or four, I'll put them in my, in my, in my backpack and when I go to bed I put my platypus in that cozy that I made, the insulated cozy. It's got the handles on it and I will take some hand warmers, usually two, sometimes one. It depends on how cold it is. And I'll put that in the bag. And there's oftentimes I'm sleeping right next to my platy. Um, I've never had to put the platy in my sleeping bag as long as the platy is very close to my body. And my body, again, is a piece of gear. And you're just your body warmth alone 
normally will keep your platy from freezing. So it's a real fun do-it-yourself project. You can buy these things anywhere. I'm going to put a link um, on our podcast post, and I might even do a little video on it, do-it-yourself uh, a video on it, and I'll, I'll post that uh, somewhere, let you guys know where we posted that. But it's very simple. It's a great idea. I've been doing that for a long time. I, um, a guy who's been backpacking for 30 years taught that to me about 10 years ago. And uh, it's worked ever since. My water has never frozen other than with Carrie when we went <laughs> to boot camp when the weather changed. But other than that, it was fine. And uh, so we'll, we'll post that on there. So it, there's a lot of different ways to keep uh, hydrated. The most, part, the, the, the most important thing is just common sense and listen to your body. Sometimes it's what your body is not telling you. And so that's why we always are so adamant on your body is a piece of gear. It's a, it, it's a piece of hiking gear. It's a piece of backpacking gear. And if it's not telling you to drink and you're cold, there's a reason why. It's not telling you to drink because it's trying to keep other parts of your body warm and it doesn't care about your thirst. It's really <laughs> the main summary of this podcast. Your body is selfish. <laughs> your body is selfish. <laughs> and so uh, that's really the gig. Um, you guys, thank you so much for listening. We really super appreciate it. Uh, if you enjoy this podcast, please give it a review on iTunes. It helps us get our podcast out and we love hearing from you. Um, you know, how we're doing, how we can do how we can do better. We really appreciate that. Shout out to all of our Facebook members that ask great questions, that post great trips and photographs. It, it's just awesome. It's so wonderful to have the engagement there. And so thank you so much. And especially to our patrons that help support our podcast. Rick, Jerry, Shirley, Chuck, John, Yvonne, Gary, um, and our newest Patreon member, Susan, Suzanne Johnson. Our podcasts are available on iTunes, Stitcher, Podbean, Spotify, Google Play, and now on Radio Public, both for iOS and Android. And we have a special announcement. We've got some events. This is so exciting. We've got some events that we'd like to invite you guys on on our TrustTheTrailPodcast.com website <clears throat> under the events. So if you go to TrustTheTrailPodcast.com, click on the events tab. Or on, on the menu, you can see all of our events. Um, we've got some things going on. We we're do. Teaching boot camp in Arizona. We are teaching boot camp in February. We're teaching boot camp in March. We are going to the Okefenokee Swamp in yes. March. Yes. And you guys are welcome to come. We'd love for you to join. So those are events. The Okefenokee Swamp is listed, but we don't have the itinerary, and we have not opened that up yet for... Um, spots to reserve but it's going to be probably this weekend and so we're working really hard on that and that's just through january to march and then we have april to june and june to august i mean it's going to be fall and so <laughs> we want you guys to come with us and uh and yeah absolutely so check that out we really appreciate it um we really appreciate you guys listening and always remember trust, trust the, the trail, trail. Bye, you guys.